This is Midpen Sports Weekly. Welcome to Midpen Sports Weekly, Episode 1. I'm Luke Brown, the voice of the Camp Hill Lions play-by-play on NFHS Network, and I am here to talk Midpen Sports Weekly. It's the only podcast now available on all platforms that you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else that you receive your podcast content. The only podcast that covers the Midpen Keystone Capital. Commonwealth and Colonial Divisions. Today, uh, we welcome on Ryan Ness and Micah New to talk Trinity Baseball as part of the Capital Division, but don't worry, we won't be leaving out the mid-pen teams in the PIAA state bracket for basketball, and here are those teams that are still alive in the mid-pen Mid-Pen teams in the state tournament. The Trinity girls team in the Class 3A. The Mechanicsburg girls team in Class 5A. The Cedarcliff girls team in Class 6A. The Central Dolphin girls team in 6A. Cumberland Valley girls in 6A. And as for the boys, it's the Trinity boys in Class 4A. And the two Class 5A teams are Shippensburg and Hershey Central Dolphin. In 6A, getting eliminated recently is Cedarcliff, Cumberland Valley, Middletown, Lower Dolphin, and Bishop McDevitt girls. Uh, Bishop McDevitt was the only girls team out of that list, I forgot to mention. And that is where we stand in mid-pen for the state bracket. We'll be talking about that, but first, we welcome on Ryan Ness and Micah New. Ryan is a commit at Delaware Valley College. He is a middle infielder for the Shamrocks this coming year as a senior, and a fellow senior in Micah New, who's also a middle infielder. Ryan's a second baseman, and Micah is a shortstop for Trinity. Uh, again, they are com- uh, my- Ryan is committed to Delaware Valley, and Micah New is committed to New Orleans University. We welcome them onto the podcast right now. All right, now we welcome on Trinity infielders Micah New, committed to New Orleans, shortstop, and Ryan Ness, second baseman, committed to Delaware Valley ahead of the Trinity baseball season uh, this upcoming spring, and our first question for these two guys is, what's the end goal for the season, and what's the plan to get there heading into the season as we're about two weeks from our games, right, guys? Yeah, yeah about two weeks from games. So what's the end goal, and how are we getting there? I'll start with you, Ryan. All right. Um, you know, obviously end goals, state championship. Um, we fell a little bit short last year, made it to the quarterfinals. A uh, game we definitely thought we could have won. Um but yeah, definitely state championship uh, in our thoughts this year. Um, and we're just gonna take uh, every day in practice more seriously. Uh, just repetition, little things. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna do our best. Yeah, definitely agreeing with Ryan when it comes down to a state championship. Yeah, we wanna end the season with a W. But um, to get there, we need the big things are just like little fundamental, like defensive plays or when it comes down to bunting, I know we got beat on just routine bump plays, but with everything, yeah, we just got to work on them. All right, and then our our next question for you guys are, I know you both are committed to playing college. As I mentioned earlier, Ryan's committed to Delaware Valley 
and Micah is going to New Orleans University. Um, and so you both are committed to play in college. And what was the recruitment process like for the both of you, and, and how did you get to where you are now? Um, for me, the recruitment process was it was it took a while. It was long. Um, I know our sophomore year kind of got paused because of COVID. So there was one year that we lost to get looked, but it was a it was like a late and quick decision for me to commit to New Orleans. But I'm glad that's where I picked. I'm excited to be there. Yeah, no, uh, kind of same for me. It was it was pretty long. It started uh, like beginning of my junior year, and I just committed recently about a month ago. And um, yeah, it was it was long. I'm you know Division three, so a lot of smaller schools reaching out to me. Um, and I just felt Delaware Valley was the best pick for me and more than excited to be there. All right, Micah, I, I know that you were part of the Mechanicsburg Little, Little League team. I think you guys both live in Mechanicsburg, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know you went to Good Shepherd, which is kind of a Trinity, a Trinity mm -hmm. middle school type of thing. Uh, how did you guys both realize and know that you were going to end up going to Trinity for high school ball? Well, um... I already, my mom had already planned it out because she went there, so that's where I was going to end up, whether if I liked it or not. Um, like you said, I went to Good Shepherd, which is a feeder school, so, you know, it all just kind of played out, and happy I went there. Um, I honestly didn't know if I was going to Trinity or not. My initial plan was to go to McDevitt so I could play with um, my boys over there. They're on my travel team, but then I decided to stay in Mechanicsburg and just do online school. But like, that didn't work out either, and honestly, my sister went to Trinity and transferred in. She said she loved it, and it's a great environment, so that's where I wanted to be. That's where my family wanted me to be, because so it's, it's just a, like the best place where I could succeed. Well, that's interesting. What, what made you decide to go from, mechanic, or from, from choose, trying to choose McDevitt and then kind of staying and doing online school? What was the decision there? Um, honestly, it came down to money. McDevitt at the time it was just too much money so I decided to stay and then that didn't work out so I went over to Trinity luckily. All right all right fair enough um, and last year it was in the PIAA quarterfinals uh, where it got down to it Lake Lehman I believe it's pronounced uh, was was the season ender for you guys has that kind of been the motivator throughout the throughout the the off season and now getting into the season has that been the motivator for this season to do better? No, yeah, it, it definitely still sticks with each of us. Um, you know, that was a game we felt like we could have won. Um, faced a really good pitcher. Um, credit uh, to where it's due. He was really good, but you know there were times in that game where we felt like we should have capitalized on uh, different things. Uh, we need to do a better job of that. We're gonna be working on that and stuff, and it's just comes down to doing the right things in the right moment and yeah that motivates us a lot yeah I believe it kind of sits with me because it was knowing that they're the team that ended our season and we want that big uh, state championship run so right now we know we're going to face them again and down in the stretch so yeah just something to look forward to yeah, we're hoping hoping for a, a state championship this year. That's the end goal, of course. And and you mentioned that you faced a really good pitcher in Lake Lehman, and uh, we're gonna talk about your pitching. Who are you most comfortable having on the mound, whether that be yourself or a teammate, or who might that be? Um, for me, it'd be in between two. It would be either Ethan Peffer or Landon Kunzelman. They're both just 
dogs that go out there and do what they need to do. They're both going to pitch a whole game when they have to. But when it comes down to late in the game, you need to shut it down. I, I like to lean on myself when it comes to closing. No, yeah, I agree with Micah. Um, Landon and Ethan are two two big guys that are for us. Um, they always get the job done when we need them to. And uh, yeah, I agree, Micah. He's our closer. When he's out there, we're all we're all confident behind him, and uh, he gets the job done when we need him to. And another thing with pitching, um, I'm excited to see what Josh McCombs can do this year, because I know the last couple of years he's had some injuries. This year is his first year back. And I know he can. I know what he can do, and I want him to be able to show everybody else. It's always good to have those confident in your teammates and yourself. I liked how you said when it comes down to it, you you believe on yourself. Uh, last thing, I know we're heading up on March Madness, which different into some college basketball. Who's your favorite to win it all? Um, you know, this year I don't think college basketball has like that one team. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it could be anyone. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go shot in the dark. I'm gonna say Auburn. You know, you know why not? You know, yeah. shout out Chance. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go with a crazy pick. I'm picking Syracuse. The Cuse is loose, baby, and I'm looking forward to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is gonna be released on Monday after Selection Sunday, so we'll get all the teams, and it'll be full March Madness season. So. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming by, and I hope you guys have a great season over at Trinity and get things done. Hope you enjoyed the interview that we had there with Micah and Ryan uh, with the Trinity infielders ahead of the 2022 baseball PIAA season, which is about to begin in about two weeks or so, and honestly, not a little less than that, a little less than two weeks. Um, from the start of the high school baseball season, but we are also about two weeks away from the end of high school basketball season. Wrestling happened over the weekend. We had one mid-pen winner in the double A, uh, at, which was Riley Robel from Bishop McDevitt. He's ranked nationally. He's been a menace on the mat all season long. I was able to watch him during regionals I believe it was uh, regional champion uh, Riley Robel would at CD East High School which was a great experience to be able to watch Robel work he's he's really a, a fantastic wrestler uh, but let's talk some basketball as we had some games today due to inclement weather uh, first off Mechanicsburg girls played today against uh, Abington Heights. And that was quite the game, just a one-point game with Mechanicsburg and Abington Heights. And they play the winner of, which was also a 4.30 game, West York and Mannheim Central. And I believe we're still awaiting the results from that game. But West York and Mannheim Central is the team that Mechanicsburg will play after a one-point victory, uh, which was played at Marts Hall, home of... Pottstown Crimson Tide, uh, which is a, a legendary gym here in Pennsylvania, and and uh, it was just a one-point game, as I mentioned. Anna Skoblick from Abington Heights hit a logo three, but ultimately they needed just one more point, 46-45, the final in that game. 
Shippensburg is heading to the state quarterfinals for the first time in program history, beating Pittston High on Friday night. The leading scorer was Jeremy Thomas of the Greyhound scoring 20. He said, the whole game I was playing on one breath. After I heard that buzzer, I knew we secured the victory, man. It felt great. That game was tough. Back and forth, back and forth. We were getting buckets. They were getting buckets, but in the end, we came out with the win, and Shippensburg is heading to the first state quarterfinals in program history again after that win against Pittston. And although they got to the quarterfinals, the Greyhounds says they will face the champion of District 1 and the one seed in the entire PIAA 5A Boys Championship Tournament, Chester High. Uh, that game will be played at Mannheim Township High School in Lancaster at 7.30 on Tuesday night. Definitely a game that a lot of people will have their eyes on because Shippensburg has been playing very, very well recently. But this is probably, I would say, I, I, I'm not sure because they are a 5A school, so I'm sure that they have teams in the regular season that are pretty much playoff games. But this is probably their toughest game of the year against Chester. So, uh, obviously, as a Mid-Pen team, as a participating member of, of Mid-Pen Sports, uh, we wish Shippensburg the best in what will be their toughest game of the year, uh, probably. And finally, in the girls' 6A bracket, Cedar Cliff came up with a win against, against Archbishop Carroll, 47-44. That game was played Friday night, and Cedarcliff will now take on Pensbury. Uh, that game is at Governor Mifflin School, uh, which, by the way, just got the PA Mr. Football Award with Nick Singleton, who is well on his way potentially to the NFL as he's going to play football for Penn State. But anyways, uh, Tuesday night, Cedarcliff will face Pensbury, the third place finish in District 1, as Cedarcliff is the third place finish in District 3. Uh, if they win, they'll be able to play either Plymouth White Marsh or Perkinian Valley, who they're playing at Upper Dub Upper Dublin High School at the same time, seven o'clock on Tuesday night. And if you scroll down the bracket just a little bit, you'll see Springford, the second place finisher in District One, facing against the first place finisher in District Three, Central Dolphin Mannheim. Yeah, yeah, this this one's being played at Mannheim Township uh, at six o'clock ahead of. The, I believe it was the Shippensburg boys game will also be played at Mannheim Township uh, for a chance to play in the semifinals against Easton or Mount Lebanon. Uh, Central Dolphin, again, has been one of those teams out of the mid-pen who have just been on a hot streak recently. They they were able to play very well in the district championship and have made it this far with wins against Abington and Upper Dublin. Um, so Central Dolphin and Cedarcliff are two mid-pen teams who have the potential to play each other. It would just be in the state final, and how cool would that be to have two mid-pen and District 3 teams facing off against each other in the state final? That would be quite the sight to see at the Giants Center, but uh, they've got a long way to go from here, so hopefully 
either Central Central Dolphin or Cedar Cliff can come up with wins in the state tournament, or as we wish the best um, of luck to both teams. Hopefully, we see both of them in the semifinals. But those are the four that are remaining. Uh, let's check out the ones who got eliminated after the first two rounds. <clears throat> and there's unfortunately a lot of them. Central Dolphin lost today. Their boys team, that is. Uh, Cedar Cliff came up with a loss in the first round. Uh, Cumberland Valley lost in the first round. Middletown lost in the first round. Lower Dolphin unfortunately lost in the first round off of uh, what was, in my eyes, a botched call as Lower Dolphin, uh, as it came down to it, the final seconds of the game, they shot one. It was up. And you can see through the video that it was up out of the uh, player's hand when the buzzer sounded. It went in and it was called off as Lower Dolphin lost by one point in their first round. Uh, Bishop McDevitt lost in the first round. Trinity boys and girls made it to the second round as I was uh, witness to the first round for Trinity girls as they played a team. John Bartram from Philadelphia who had six players and had played eight games the whole season uh, and they came up with a win but lost the next round. Cumberland Valley girls lost in the second round and the Hershey boys team lost on Friday night in the second round uh, I believe by just two points. So there's been a lot of close games. There's been a lot of fun games out of mid-pen in the uh, state tournament but uh, a lot, just four teams left. So so we wish the best of luck for at least one of those four to make it to the final. That concludes the first episode of Midpen Sports Weekly. Uh, come back next Monday, every Monday, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for another episode of Midpen Sports Weekly. We'll have another interview and we'll have some game coverage as well. Follow Midpen Sports Weekly at Midpen Weekly on Twitter and Instagram for all your Midpen Sports information on social media. Thank you for listening to the first episode and come back next week for more. Thank you.